Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. You know what day it is. It is Tuesday. That means that we do live LSU baseball reactions as they are happening. Paul Maneri's slipping a little bit. He's slipping a little bit. So if some bad things start happening, you might hear some things that you might not want to. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. But regardless, regardless, we are live. We have a great show in store for you tonight. As always, guys, we greatly appreciate because I don't I'm not able to see all of them throughout the show. We do have the stars implemented on Facebook Live. You guys, if you do hit the stars and you support our podcast, we greatly appreciate you doing that. From the bottom of our heart over at Are You Serious Sports, we greatly appreciate you guys and girls doing that for us. Um, so very quickly before we get started, it is one nothing in the bottom of the second, or excuse me, top of the third, or it might be bottom of the third because I was getting ready for the show, but its score is still one nothing. So we'll monitor as we continue. Jake Crane, Jacob Crane, the J Boy, is going to be joining us around 7:20 p.m. Central Time from the J Boy Show. Really looking forward uh, to him coming on. I love his show. Yeah, I love what he's doing, and he's a partner of ours over at Believe Podcast, so really looking forward to him joining us. We'll go around the SEC with him as well, and we'll start doing a little bit of football talk. He's been red hot with his picks, so guys, you might want to listen to him on some betting stuff because he's been absolutely red hot, and I did not believe that we were going to be able to do this, but stop attacking Coach O. Take three, baby. They continue firing the punches. It's like it's fight night, round two on PlayStation 3, and you got Roy Jones Jr. against Mike Tyson, and you're trying to fight off the Ed Orsron haters. The hater aid is for real, y'all. But we're going to fight them off, and we're going to fight them off together as we get started. But before we do that, guys, as always... 
We want to take this time to thank our good sponsors over at Believe Podcast, our good friends over at eBay and Sunday Scaries. Sunday Scaries is a CBD uh, oil and treatment. I had the unicorn jerky before we came on. That's why I'm kind of chillaxed and relaxed and all cool. And maybe after the baseball game, shoot some b-ball outside of the school and do some stuff like that. But regardless, you guys go got to go see some Sunday Scaries, and we got to pay some bills around thing uh, around here. We do have the hashtag Ask Blake as well. Uh, we will get to. But before we get to all the comments, you guys know, fire your comments off, fire your questions, and the hashtag Ask Blake, and we will get to them as well as uh, it looks like Zach Arnold flew out to right, so it'll be one out in the bottom of the third inning. So one out bottom of the third inning, or bottom of the second inning, excuse me, the LSU Tigers lead one to zero. Okay, but guys, we got to pay some bills before we get into this thing. Stay tuned. GM Varno and Sons. Guys, you got to go see my good friends over at GM Varno and Sons for RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And if you tell them Blake Rafino sent you by, they will give you one of those great discounts. That's 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denham Springs, Louisiana. Tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you by and our good friend mr john Patton over at area home lending if you're thinking about buying a new home saving money on the mortgage that you have now or even doing that cash out refi the timing has never been better get in touch with john Patton from area home lending today and if you mention the show john will send his team out for a free appraisal again that's 225-663-2500 and tell him blake ruffino at ays sent you on by okay we did have some ed orgeron clips that we wanted to play uh, from this morning, but it looks like that they have deleted that uh, or just a second ago, but I can't find the video. Uh, Kenny says, it's Blake time again. You know what time it is. Uh, Ryan says, what's going on tonight? Blake's in the house. Also says, AYS number one show. I appreciate that. As Hayden Travinsky, the catcher for tonight for LSU, takes a walk, so he'll be on first with one out. And uh, who is that up coming up to the plate? I have to. I'd have to look. Michael Ray says, "Go Tigers!" What's up, Michael? Uh, Charlie Viator says, "Go Tigers!" As well. Ryan says, "Way too many people want Coach O fired. It's freaking nuts." Uh, we will get to that before J Boy comes on here. Kenny says, "LSU is track. LSU track is number one." I saw that. They are blazing fast. All puns intended. They are blazing. Jordan Thompson's up for LSU, by the way. Uh, Jane, uh, or Chase Orgeron says, "Fire Paul." <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people saying fire Paul, and some media members are saying fire fire Ed. Interesting. Um, Jamie says, in light of the Baylor girls, yeah, I, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Jacob Cole says, tuning in while grilling some sirloin. Let's get it. You, and you didn't invite a player? You got the sirloin on the grill and you didn't invite a player? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Kenny says, hey, Blake, any chance you caught Matt Moscona uh, came can come or hey Blake any chance Matt Muscona can come on your show yeah if he yeah if he wants to yeah if he wants to and we can have that debate I'd love to have that debate with him uh, but but let's start there as uh, Jordan Thompson flies out to center it'll be two outs in the bottom of the second one nothing LSU still leading let's get to that so Ed Orgeron came out this morning on off the bench with Jacob Hester and T Bob Abear and and made a scripted statement look there's no questions about Ed Orgeron coming out with a scripted statement in reference to what was going on with the uh, uh, accuser 
and Miss Scott and what happened with Darius Geis and the knowledge that he did or did not have in that. I want to make this very clear as we break down what Matt Moscona said this, uh, today on his show. Uh, every time he says something bad about Coach O, I think it's become a thing that everybody's going to send it to me and, and say, Blake, look, there he goes again. So we're going to break that down. Now, Matt broke it down and said, and what Ed Orsron said, you'd have to go listen to it. We're not going to play it in, in, in entirety here. He did give himself plausible deniability, which every attorney on the face of the planet is going to give their client plausible deniability. If you've ever done an investigation, if you've ever been in court, an attorney's going to advise you and make and if there's a statement that's going to be put out, plausible deniability will be in it. It's no different from Ed Orsron. The university put out a statement that Ed Orsron had no contact. Hush Blackwell said when asked to Miss Black uh, to uh, uh, to the accuser, Miss Scott, and asked that, she said, I spoke with a coach. He asked, well, did you speak with Ed Orsron? She says no, and she can't remember. So in all of this, if we want to take pieces bit by bit, piece by piece, to dictate a narrative that I've been telling you is going on for so long in all of this, so long in all of this, you can do it. You know, if, if I sit here and I read this, this report, okay, here's a page of the report. If I sit here and read the page of this report, it might read a little something like this. When asked to Miss Scott in reference to the alleged coach that she spoke to, she went, or let me re- rephrase. When asked on alleged coach that she spoke to, the question was asked about Ed Orgeron, and she said she does not remember. She comes back and says she did speak to Coach Ed Orgeron. So you do have two conflicting stories. And again, as I've told you on and on and on again, that majority of individuals did not read the report of uh, that Hush Blackwell did is coming to fruition. It's coming to fruition. You can't pick apart and, and think because it's my agenda, I could say go fire Coach Ed Orgeron. I'm not sure. And I saw this earlier. And I think that Jacob Cole put it up here. Let me find this comment. This is what I'm talking about. And this is what I've been and what I said last night, what I said Saturday, and what I said Friday when all of this went on as um, runners on first and second as Trey Morgan walks again. Jacob Cole says, don't let the Twitter haters get you down. The Twitter haters and people that follow other programs are attacking Coach O, saying Coach O knew everything. And the reason that they're doing that, because I go on Bill King on Wednesdays and I do other radio shows, they're complicitly saying that Ed Orgeron's in the wrong here without reading the report. So when you're asking yourself the question, Blake, why are you getting so worked up about these guys not reading a report and only listening and regurgitating what others are saying is because they go on to a Georgia uh, podcast or Georgia show and they say what quite honestly isn't the truth because they don't have the time nor the energy to do their job and to actually read a report. That's what gets me going. That's what gets me frustrated. And so when, a, when a, someone else from another fan base attacks Ed Orgeron, it's because they hear from someone that covers LSU going out there talking about it. Yes, they can read a report. There's reports everywhere about it. But not someone had read an event. There was an article from the USA Today before the Hush Blackwell investigation was released that kind of somewhat on some parts contradicted what the USA Today found. So if you want to continue to act, to attack uh, Coach Ed Orgeron due to the simple nature because of whatever agenda that you're trying to push, man, nobody's buying your BS because here's plausible deniability. 
if you want to hear plausible deniability, here it is. Guys, we don't have enough evidence to say fire Coach Ed Orgeron at this exact moment. None. I, I shouldn't say none, but not enough. Not enough. So I'm going to give myself plausible deniability and saying that if more uh, information comes on Ed Orgeron, yes, we will need to take a look. But right now, you can't say that Ed Orgeron should be fired. If you don't have the cojones to go out there and make a statement, if you want to go on Facebook Live, and this I'm addressing Matt Muscona here, if you want to go on, on Facebook Live and say specifically, fire Ed Orgeron, and then you want to go on your show and not reference that, that's your agenda, brother. That's your problem. But you can't have it both ways. The statement's been made. The statement was made without even coming close to reading the 1,400-page report that we know about and that we have that are parts right here. I don't, for the life of me, I do not understand. Did we forget how to read? You know, is this is this an episode of Billy Madison? Oh, back to school, back to school to prove to Dada I'm not a fool. Oh, back to school. Read it, understand it, listen. Talk to individuals that are an attorney. Talk to individuals that do know this. Because I've talked to two attorneys. One of them. And I'm sure you can know because we have an attorney that sponsors this damn show. He said, she said at this exact moment. I mean, come on, man. You know, I don't mean this in a wrong way, but I have come on my show and admitted when I'm wrong. You know, like, for example, I said that I thought that LSU's floor last season was 7-3. and three. I was wrong. Dead wrong. They went five and five. What are some other things I was wrong about? Oh, I thought that Georgia was the best team in the SEC East last season. I was wrong. Um, what are some other things that I'm wrong about? Probably a lot. I mean, I would have to do an interview with my wife um, to, to really go into spe specific details about a lot of things that I do wrong because I'm not perfect. But when you don't admit when you're wrong and you have a personal agenda and you run your happy ass out there on a national media stage and you start saying fire Ed Orgeron, what do you expect other people in the nation to do? Because they expect that you have the integrity to read the report. They expect that you have the information in front of you. They expect that you are in the inside and that you actually know what's going on. So what Ed Orgeron said that his attorneys came with a statement and LSU came with a statement I don't remember talking to her basically what he's telling you in that if you ever did an investigation if you've ever been in around an attorney it would tell you that he's given himself the plausible deniability and stop reaching you're reaching stop that man Bases loaded. <laughs> Two outs in the bottom of the second for the LSU Tigers as Dylan Cruz is up as he takes the ball, so it'll be a 2-1 count. Stop it, y'all. Like, come on, man. Come on. Stop lurking in the shadows. Stop saying horrendous shit that is not true. Oh, man, Dylan Cruz hits a dribbler. Oh, and they're not going to be able to make a play. 
He just weak ground ball back to the pitcher. No play is made. Hayden Travinsky will score and make it 2 nothing. Tigers. Base is still loaded as Dylan Cruz will now be on first. Um, Danny says, hey, Blake, at least Coach O isn't Willie Taggart. Tiger fans should feel lucky to have Coach O. We're still climbing out of that hole coming from a um, from a, uh, a Noel fan. Aaron Adams says, Mac, Matt is like Skip. He doesn't have much content or facts, just attacks. I don't know what to say other than that. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say other than that. I, I have been very cautious on name, naming the individual who's saying fire at Orgeron. You know, what are you... <laughs> I, I don't know. Go, yeah, let him go in front of that Senate hearing and let him say, I did not know. And let him drag it out for an hour, hour and a half, and, and they come up and say they did not know. That's what's going to happen, man. That's what's going to happen. Ryan Thibodeau says, true, it's deniable that O has a distinct, distinct voice, and you would remember that. I agree with that. As Gavin guys is up to the plate, bases loaded. Count is now 2 at O. Blake Schilling says, Miss Scott thinks she said... Well, I'm not going to read that one. Um, David says, sounds like to me... Uh, not going to read that one. <laughs> All right, we got about two minutes, and we're going to get Mr. Jake Crane. J-Boy is going to be joining the show. Really excited to have him on. He's been... I told you earlier, he's been red hot with his picks. So hopefully he can continue to make us some money. Um, Blaine Smith says, if Jabril Cox, run, Jabril Cox runs a 4-4 in the 40, he's going to move up some draft boards. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, is, we're going to take the baseball game's taking a little time out. Let's take a break ourselves, and then we'll get over to J-Boy in just a second. Guys, for the number one real estate team in the North Shore, you got to go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Meet with one of their great real estate agents today, and I know that they will get you in that home that you've always dreamed for. Call them today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And if you mention AYS, I know that they'll give you that discount we've been mentioning. Again, that's team.kw.com. Team.kw.com. All right, we have our good friend, Mr. Jacob Crane. The J-Boy is in the house. Mr. Crane, what's happening, my man? Hey, man, just uh, excited to be here. Was uh, pumped when you uh, asked me to come on and had Gonzaga minus four at halftime and they blew that out of the water, buddy. So that bank account's going up. Let's just hope uh, Michigan can cover the minus six tonight because we're hotter than Hansel at the male model awards. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. So listen, when people go on streaks, like I, I, I'm not a like huge better, but when people are on streaks, I ride the streak, right? So when you made Not your picks too. Friday, I'm like texting all my boys like, hey, give me this, give me this. And they're, and so one of our buddies who listens to your show says, hey, I've listened to this before. Or I've heard this before. Wait a second. And then he sends a leak of your show. <laughs> he said, you can't do this. I'm like, yes, I can. I can do that. We got to make money. So yeah, Gonzaga's up and, and that's big. Uh, J-Boy, I got I to gotta mention this to you because I saw a tweet earlier from you today and you talked about pro days that are happening and that... A lot yeah. of these quarterbacks are, are doing throws against pressure, and everybody's like, oh, my God, look at him throw the ball 51 yards. It's unbelievable, off-platform. And I'm with you as a former collegiate guy who played the offensive line. It really sits yeah. back to me. It's like, man, do we really want that? Are, are you with me on that boat when, you, when we talk about, hey, do pro days really mean a lot outside of just timing numbers, verticals, and stuff like that? Uh, no, I, I'm with you 100%. And, and again, you, you know how it is. I mean, look, 
it's almost like if I want to judge a basketball player by how many shots he can make in pregame warm-ups when nobody's guarding them. I mean, that, that's not the <laughs> right. real thing. You know, when, when I look at it, uh, the 40 times, you know, that makes sense. Uh, get in the vertical, for most guys, that makes sense. Uh, a lot of the combine stuff, but listen, if we're going to run around in, in, in skirts and throw the ball around, well, heck, I can do that. I may not be able to throw it, you know, 51 yards uh, rolling to my left, but if nobody's pressuring me again – you know, I, I think these days are overrated a little bit. Those guys are looking at the game tape, and I said game tape, not highlights films. Right. And, you know, I think people fall in that trap in recruiting. A lot of coaches do as well. They say, all right, well, I'm looking at this highlight film, uh, and I'm going to make my decision based off that. Well, everybody's highlight film looks good. How does your game tape look? How do you play every play? How do you come back from a missed tackle at defensive end? How do you come back from a bad run at running back when the offensive line isn't blocking? Are you picking your guys up? Are you taking a playoff? So I, I'm with you 100%, Blake. Uh, and, and I think anybody that you know really goes – if anybody is making a decision – and, and, and spending that amount of money off watching a guy run around with no pressure and throw the ball, you shouldn't be in that job. That decision should be made off game tape. Now, there's the only reason I would put any emphasis on this, if, if maybe there was an injury or a guy's coming off, maybe a labrum, uh, maybe he had a peck, maybe he had a rib, something like that, and you want to make sure he's got that full range of motion, he's able to get that ball out to the field, he's got zip on the sail to the field, which is an NFL throw, that whole shot versus cover two and stuff like that. So I'm with you 100%, brother. Well, and, and you make a great point there at the end, kind of like Cam Newton. Remember, Cam had the little scope on his shoulder yeah. when he went to the combine and then he just ripped it like cam does yeah and, trevor and, lawrence right absolutely i mean you know and i was wowed a little bit i did say good googly moogly to <laughs> justin fields running a 444 <laughs> okay like i was like okay damn like that's impressive yeah. like I, I wanted to see that but i'm right there with you uh when we talk about this process and we talk about guys moving on that means that a lot of the sec teams had a lot of departures right as we look around the SEC, and I know that you've been making your rounds around the SEC, what have you learned in your show talking to others? Is there a sleeper team that you might see in the SEC coming up this fall? You know, uh, it's it's a great question, and, and we all know it's a crapshoot right now, but I look to the East, uh, and I'll be honest with you, from what I've heard, and, and I don't be too pre uh, preliminary, but they carted Jermaine Burton off the field today at Georgia. They already I lost saw George Pickens to an ACL. I saw uh, that. But it, I still think it's Georgia and everybody else in the East. But I'm, I really think Florida's going to take a step back. I'm not nearly as high on Emory Jones as everybody else is. Uh, Dan Mullen's really good at adjusting to his personnel. I love him as a play caller, especially on third down. But watch out for Kentucky and Missouri in the East. Not that I think they're going to knock off Georgia, but I think they have a chance to finish higher in the East maybe even second. I tell you what, Mark Stoops, somebody whispered in his ear that I guess they can throw a forward pass now. <laughs> and I bet they're pretty excited about it uh, now that he got that news. But he has built that team from the inside out, I think up front on the offensive line and defense side, and you know this, Blake, that's where the game's won and lost. Right. There's a bunch of good skill players out there. Some are elite, some are not, but there's guys in the Sun Belt that it's the skill position that can go play in the SEC and be fine. It comes down to the big uglies. I love what Drink is doing at Missouri. I thought the way he hot, uh, handled tr uh, freshman quarterback Connor Basilak last year was really good. I love what he does formationally, love what he does motion-wise. So I'm really looking at that second and third spot in the East. Wouldn't be surprised to see Florida finish third or worst in the East. I look at the West, and I think everybody keeps saying, listen, we all know what Alabama is, okay? We, we all understand that. <laughs> right. But I look at Texas A&M, 
and everybody says they're going to take a step back after losing Kellen Mond. Well, I don't think Jimbo trusted Kellen Mond to make the throws at the end of the game. You look at some of those games. We can go down the list of the big interceptions he threw late in the game. Not really last year, but you go to the Auburn game. He throws a what should have been a pick to Zacoby McLean oh, to I actually know. end the game. Goes right through his hands, lands in Watermeyer's hands. I think, look, Jimbo's a quarterback. Quarterbacks that end up being coaches want to throw the ball at the end of the day. And with Haynes King, I love that kid. I like uh, Calzada, too. I think he has a chance. They're two different guys. I think Jimbo wants that dual threat ability that Kellen had. Because, again, it's not if he's – it's not is he going to run it. It's that he can run it. And you can't account for that guy. So don't be surprised if Texas A&M continues the momentum. I think Auburn's a crapshoot, but I always think – and I'll say this, not just because I'm on your show, Blake – but I think LSU does better as the outsider. I think they're a I lot like too. Auburn, uh, and, and I would not be surprised. I think Max Johnson's going to win the job, and I know Ed Orgeron is pissed, and at the end of the day, <laughs> there's nothing that motivates a guy like Ed O'Moore or an 18- to 22-year-old kid because there's talent all over that roster other than being embarrassed, and I think they're going to have the chip on the shoulder. They'll have the videos playing in the weight room, and at the end of the day, uh, I think LSU will have a chance to come back and not have an elite year, but have a better year than what they had and really build toward what I think could be a huge year two years down the road. I agree with you. And, you know, LSU faced uh, Missouri and Connor Basilak in that first start. And, J-Boy, I came on this show for the entire week and said, please love God, for the love of God, do not discount Connor Basilak. I thought that kid throws yeah. through some dimes. I, I like drinks too, man. I think that, you know, as goofy as people made fun of him for signing that three-star a couple seasons ago, I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> he, he was pumped up because stars didn't really matter. He got the guy that he wanted. Yeah. And quite honestly, that guy caught it a touchdown pass against LSU. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I agree with you there. Um, let's look into – and I know that we talked about Alabama a little bit and possibly LSU advancing – they replace a lot like LSU did after the 2019 season. I'm not going to uh, discount Alabama. I mean, how can we? Do you think it's still going to be Alabama and everybody, like, they're just reloading, they're not rebuilding as always? Well, you know, I, I look at the depth that Saban has created, and at the end of the day, Blake, I think a lot of it rests on if a couple of these early enrollees on the offensive line, uh, which it was smart to get them in early. That offensive line class they signed last year was absolutely elite. If some of those guys can get on that same page, they should have the physicality update, uh, or excuse me, they should have the, phys the physical ability to be able to do it. You know, my biggest question with Alabama, because I think Bryce Young's going to be really good, is is that defense going to take the next step? And look, I understand offensive ha offenses have changed. Uh, you know, schematically, you, you heard Saban the other day, you know, saying giving up 20 points a game is a good thing nowadays uh, as opposed to it used to be. But uh, I, I'm really interested to see how they come out of the gate because against a team like Alabama that has all that talent, we know the wide, re wide receiver position, they lost a ton. Uh, will they get their footing in the first couple games? I think Miami is the perfect test for them early. Uh, I think they're more talented than they are. But you know, I, I really believe this year the West is about as wide open as it's been in a while. And if you're going to get Bama, you better get them early. I agree. Because if they get their footing, uh, you know, I, I really, really, really like 
uh, the hire that they made. You know, obviously, you know, losing Sarkeesian, but you bring in a guy like Bill O'Brien. I mean, they've got a bunch of NFL head coaches that are position coaches. The craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, he runs a rehab clinic for coaches. It's it's genius. Even their analysts are getting head Division One jobs. Uh, but you can never discount Alabama at the end of the day. But I'm very interested to see if there's a team in the West that can sneak up. Will it be LSU? Will it be A&M? Will it be Auburn? I think Auburn's a little bit deficient up front in the personnel department. Will Friend has his hands full, but I love the Brian Harson hire. Right. They went out of the box, and it's a guy that's from Auburn. It's really surprising to me, and the first time that I've ever seen them go outside of the good old boy network to make a hire, and it may just work out. You know, I was going to ask you about Auburn before we got to one a question, a surprise question I wanted to get to you. Let's talk about Auburn very quickly. Uh, they do go outside the box. They go. They do go out west and get a guy from Boise State who's had a lot of success. A lot of people are writing off Auburn, saying that Bo Nix has to kind of put up or shut up. But I'm going to tell you something. What scares me the most, J-Boy, is when, a, when nobody's talking about a team in the SEC West. It always feels like that team is either going to want to do one or two yeah. things. Either they're going to punch you in the mouth and they're going to surprise some people, or they might take a step back. With this Auburn team, what's your gut feel and what do you read on them moving forward into the, this upcoming season? Yeah, well, you know, like you, Blake, I judge teams from the inside out. And you got to be able to do it up front. The rest will take care of itself. But to me, you know, this isn't this isn't the movies. In Star Wars, the rebellion beats the Death Star. That's not how it works in the right. To go up against the Death Star that's been built at Alabama and been built at Georgia, you got to build your own Death Star. And I think that's what Brian Harson brings. Not saying he's a CEO, but he understands the importance of building up that recruiting department. And Blake, let me give you the craziest stat outside of Gonzaga winning 26 straight games by uh, double-digit points. Auburn had not signed a high school offensive tackle since 2017. Let me say that again. They hadn't signed an offensive tackle at a high school since 2017. There are five junior tackles on the roster. That's disgusting. The two most important things in college football, you can ask Nick Saban this, you can ask Moses this, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's recruiting, number one. And roster structure number two. And that was Gus Malzahn's biggest weakness was that roster was not structured to win long term. And if Brian Harson and Will Friend, I love Mike Bubba. A lot of people didn't like the Mike Bubba hire. But I he actually is like perfect it. for what yeah, for what Bo Nix needs. He needs to start going under center some to take the launch point to start changing a little bit from the defensive end. I think eight and four would be a hell of a year. You look at the schedule, even though you get Alabama and Georgia at home, they're already behind the eight ball talent wise. You got to go to A&M. You got to go to Arkansas. Uh, But I like the higher long-term this first year. And everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to win a ton of games early. This is about the culture. This is about the foundation. It's about signing high school offensive linemen, and it's about putting your hand in the ground and, damn it, lining up and hitting somebody in the teeth because that's what wins in the SEC West. That's what Auburn didn't have last year. You can't win a fist fight with a bat, with a handful of pillows, and I think they understand that. <laughs> As a former offensive lineman host, start smiling when you talk great offensive line play. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that. We do have some fan questions here. Uh, Craig Schilling wants to know, hashtag AskJBoy, are you hiding in the car because you've been so hot with your picks and everybody's trying to find you? 
<laughs> man, you know, to be honest with you, I just got out of a meeting. Uh, uh, typically, I'd love to be at the studio, but uh, I couldn't turn this one down. And uh, no, seriously, I am hiding from everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, you, know, you know, we've been we've been really hot. And to be honest with you, college football is really my bag. Uh, this college basketball stuff, we've just been on a heater. Uh, but again, I, uh, I Blake Rafino comes calling. I'm going to answer whether it's in the car <laughs> or on the top of the Great Wall of China, man. I appreciate that. One more, and then we'll get to the, the surprise question. Ask J-Boy from Lonnie. Baylor and Gonzaga after the class, the field. But I think the Zags are definitely in a class of their own this year. If those two teams match up, J-Boy, I mean, it's going to be a clash of the Titans, two of the best teams that we thought of all year. If that does, if that is the matchup, what do you think that, that what's going to happen there? Well, it's, it's a great question, and, and they're on a collision course. They've been on since we started this tournament. The right. thing I'll say about Baylor is, if you watch Gonzaga, everybody talks about Jalen Suggs, but that offense runs through Drew Timmy, Correct. especially early. I'm very interested to see... Uh-oh. I think we lost. Let's see. J-Boy, you're kind of breaking up just a little bit, bud. If we Game get... down against Gonzaga to get him out of running, uh, to, to turn it ugly. But I, I'll tell you this, Blake. The Davion Mitchell versus Jalen Suggs matchup is, is... must-see TV. I, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm in this uh, kind of pool with this radio station I go on, and uh, I got to uh, – I was second to pick. The first guy picked Gonzaga. I picked Baylor to win a TV, so I'm hoping <laughs> Baylor wins. But if Gonzaga turns into a track meet, they're very, very tough to beat. Lonnie, that's a fantastic question, man. All right, last question, J-Boy, and we'll get you out of here. I know that you're very busy. We got some Final Four that we, or, and basketball that we got to look forward to. I always notice that you're wearing these Atlanta Braves hats. And as a big Yankee fan, I feel like those two teams can be on a collision course. Tell me about your Braves. How excited are you for opening day next week? Man, well, as a former college, I'll be honest with you, I just moved to Atlanta. I'm okay. a huge Braves fan. Uh, haven't been to the new park. I went to the battery the other the other day, and it was like Chuck E. Cheese for me. Now. <laughs> for adults. Uh, but I'm so excited. Uh, you know what? I'll say this. I'm just excited for us to kind of get to some back, kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. Right. Uh, and I think baseball is going to start to bring us in there a little bit. You look at some of these teams, and I'm not talking politics or whatever, but you know, we're we're a very competitive country, and uh, you we enjoy our sports and go into the games. Uh, and I'm so excited to see that baseball thrown. Spring training is fun, but I'll say this: Braves, can we please just do something in the playoffs? Y'all broke, ripped my heart out. And showed it to me last year in the playoffs. Hopefully this year they can do something. I think that they will. And look, my brother lives out in Woodstock, uh, Canton area. He has a restaurant out there. So, J-Boy, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. You, I'm going to get you set up for you can go over there anytime, set up there if you guys want to do that. And oh, we'll get you all set up there, man. So I greatly appreciate you joining the show. And tell everybody from AYS where they can find all your stuff and everything that you guys are doing. Definitely. Well, Blake, man, uh, it was an honor to come on, dude. I love your stuff. You do a heck of a job. I uh, hope I can come on again. I got to get you on the J-Boy show, man. We got to do a home and home. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you can find us. We got a uh, brand new YouTube channel just started a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's the J-Boy show, as you see spelled on there. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go subscribe. Uh, we have a lot of fun. You know, I don't talk politics. We talk every sort of sport. We got Marcus Spears coming on Thursday. I know your fans will like that. Uh, talking some LSU. He's the big swagoo, baby. Oh, the big swagoo, baby. <laughs> I love Marcus. Uh, we got head coach of South Carolina, Shane Beamer, coming on. 
and some more big stuff. We talked the major three sports, but uh, like I said, Blake, I really appreciate it, man. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, and, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you very much. Def definitely, buddy. Talk All right, that is Jacob Crane from the J-Boy Show. Always just great, man. Always great in everything he does. Everything. All right, so we do have some baseball. Look, Paul Maneri at the bottom of the third, he's saying, what up, though, dog? I know it's South Alabama, but he's saying, what up, though? As Hey Chervinsky walks. <laughs> okay. All right. Blaine Smith says, Her O is frustrated with development of the backup offensive line. He says they need to be developed more urgently. Yeah, and I think that he's talking about guys. Look, and, and Blaine, you've asked this question a lot about uh, on our show about Cardell Thomas. Look, man, it, it, it's a it's a big thing. I mean, Cardell has his development maybe to his own has has, has kind of slipped off. And look, we've seen really good O linemen. We've seen really good O line play. We've seen Damian Lewis go to the league and start. We've seen Lloyd Cushenberry go to the league and start. We've seen um, uh, Sadiq Charles at left tackle. By the way. Uh, going to the league and get some playing time. We, uh, we've we seen Adrian McGee get signed by the New Orleans Saints. So there has been development under James Craig. I think it's just some of these young guys at, at, at this point needs to kind of put up or shut up, right? Like, And I think Ed's kind of calling them out like he's calling out the linebacker room. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. All right, uh, let's see. Blake Doucette says, Hashtag ask Blake. Vanny's in town this weekend and going to be on TV Time to show what LSU baseball is about. Look, they have a, this is a must-win series. A lot of people are writing LSU off because you got Kumar Rocker and you have Jack Leiter coming into town. I understand that. Look, I get it. I fully understand it. But one thing that I want to say about this team and what I want to say about it right now, look, this team could have folded tonight. And, and LSU in the past has folded during midweek games, right? Like they completely folded in the past under Paul Maneri. Right now, they have shown and they've come out. They've come out and shown that they want to play for their head coach. Period. I know a lot of a lot of us has have said fire uh, Paul Maneri. A lot of these comments have said fire Paul Maneri. You got to take something into account, though. However, that this team tonight has come out and wanted to play uh, for them as Jake uh, as Jordan Thompson walks and the runners will be on first and second. Still in the bottom of the third. Score is still seven to nothing. So I think that that says a lot. I think it says a lot, man. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, Zags win over Baylor. I could see that. And, and look, if, if they go undefeated in an undefeated season, God, how great of a season would that be? How great of a season would that be? Um, yeah, yes, you can do the hashtag Ask Blake inside of here. Uh, David says, this baseball game, we can't fall in love with the great Kool-Aid. We should beat South Alabama. Yeah, you should. But what I will say, what I will say here, though, David, is you have to respect something. You have to respect that this team came out and could have folded after a very tough weekend. They could have come out and folded, but they're really showing that they want to play for PM. Period. I mean, look, I'm not saying that I'm in love with. I'm not saying I'm in love with Paul Maneri, and I'm not saying if he doesn't have success, not to let him go. That it's time might be over with. That's not what I'm saying here, guys and girls. It's not what I'm saying. You got to respect that little part of it. You do have to respect that. <laughs> Thibodeau says, pump the brakes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Jamie says, it's zero to zero right now. 
Okay, I mean, we can do that. And look, it is 0-0 zero zero in this Vandy series. you got to act like that. Look, I think some people forget that LSU was 6-11-1 in the SEC a couple years ago and got to Omaha. Baseball's a fickle sport, man. It's a fickle sport. Josh says, when it comes to baseball, I'm tired of the excuses for Paul. Now we can we can talk about this. This is a good point that Josh makes here. Um, his, his show last night, he just came up with excuse after excuse. The inconsistency is ridiculous. That's one thing that I will back that I agree with all of you. I mean, and I'm tired of the excuses too. I mean, it makes it gives me no favors to run out here and say not to fire Paul Maneri. If 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 I wanted the likes and views and clicks and all the the great stuff as as damn as Trey Morgan walks again, bases loaded, no outs in the bottom of the third. This is about to get ugly. This is about to get really ugly. Okay. Sometimes young teams need something like this. Sometimes young teams need to blow guys out of the water as they will make a pitch. Uh, South Alabama will make a pitching change. But I agree with Josh here. I, I, the excuses have to stop. The pounding in the dugout from your head coach has to stop. If you hear my little son in there crying, that's how I imagine pulmonary sometimes. Boo-hooing. Stop boo-hooing. Like, let's lace it up. Let's get ready to rock. Because you don't have time to, to wait for next this upcoming weekend. You got to get ready to go now. There's no excuses anymore. Travis says on Facebook Live, hopefully they get hot when it counts at the end. We usually get hot early and fizz out during the NCAA tournament. Maybe so. Maybe so. But they got we LSU has to worry about right now, period. Our good friend, Mr. Nookie, says LSU is 18-25 and 25 against South Alabama, South Alabama historically. Pretty sure Skip's record uh, against them was sub-500. There you go. And, you know, look, again, this is the point that I'm going to make, and it doesn't, it doesn't give me any um, favors from anyone whatsoever. you got to respect that a team's rallying for their head coach. <laughs> you got to respect that now. Now, you know... I had an old baseball coach, and you guys know the the history of my family and being head coaches in baseball. Sometimes getting your ass kicked in baseball during the regular season sometimes helps, especially from a team that you shouldn't lose to. Sometimes it helps. Hopefully it will help this team. But it's time for them to start busting it wide open, and it's a good point here by Nookie that LSU just hasn't historically had good success. And under Palmineer, they haven't had good uh, success during the midweek. I'm not going to freak out over a midweek game, though. I'm not going to freak out. And yes, I will continue. I will continue to talk about this Coach O thing as warranted. I've I've gotten some texts during the show. Yes, I will continue to talk about it. But you're not going to. You're not. What you're not going to do is can is guys. Just the utter stupidity of all of this. The utter stupidity of running that out there. Guys, I'll be on with Bill King at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, a national show, like a, a very, very large, and this isn't to boost me up, who, who gives a shit, but a very large national show. I guarantee you that that's going to be the first question. I do got to show you guys this. I forgot to. Damn it. You know who this guy is? By the way, you guys need to share this. Share the post. Share the, share the AYS post. Do y'all know who this is right now? That is one Arch Manning. The Arch Manning, yes, that Arch Manning, Newman Arch Manning, wearing a one-team, one-heartbeat LSU shirt. 
and y'all said that it was over. Okay. Let me put that back up there. Look at old Arch. Looks good on you, Archie. Little Arch. Looks good. All right, now. All right. Y'all keep running out there talking that Rudy Pooh shit about Ed Orgeron, and you got a really good quarterback in your state, a Manning, a Manning. Fire Ed Orgeron, right? Fire his ass. God, you... Uh, man, <laughs> you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to get a couple of drinks in me, and we're gonna have, I'm going to really have to tell you how I feel. But yes, that is Arch Manning. Lonnie says, remember LSU baseball team is young and the Tigers are known for going on late season runs. Let's hope that happens here. Did Safford just strike out on four pitches or three pitches? God, Safford just struck out on three, four pitches, man. Come on. Jesus Christ. Bases loaded one out. Put the ball in play, man. That's the inconsistency that or inconsistency that everybody talks about as Dylan Cruz is up to the plate. God, man. Seven home runs, 11 RBIs. <laughs> hey, here's where you can pad your, pad your RBIs. This is where you can pad your stats. That's another thing, too. Talking about these midweek games, get some confidence. Pad the freaking stats. Pad them up. Like Dylan Cruz, man, you're you're one of the best players out there, one of the best freshmen out there. Let piss on this ball right now. Absolutely piss on it. As he takes a strike. <laughs> um, let's see. TJ says, love the show. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, sir. Blake Doucette says, hashtag ask Blake, who you think uh, what you think about all the transfers from LSU women's basketball team? You know, it's an interesting question you ask, Blake. I, I know that there's been some people that are, are calling for Nikki Fargus's head. I don't really know how to feel about it right now. I'm still trying to kind of gather my thoughts. You know, what What I don't want is if all of you want Paul Maneri to be uh, to be canned at the end of the season, maybe they want her to, to, to play this or they want to play this out. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. I don't know that. Um, but I do, what I will say is I think it's really concerning. Damn, Dylan. Dylan Cruz grounds out to the pitcher again. He gets out at first. The pitcher throws the ball to the first baseman as there will be two outs. But Hayden Travinsky will score. It will be 8 nothing. the Tigers. That's twice that Cruz has got jammed on pitches and hit little dribblers back to the pitcher. And the pitcher makes a couple steps and he, uh, you know, classic, makes a couple steps, underhand tosses it. That dude, I know the guy's putting the ball in play, but he and he's hitting 381. But he's he's had a he's had a stuff he's had a um a tough time of it. Uh, Jamie Fortenberry said Archie moved back to Oxford. Well, he might have, but I also got this pick. As Dugas, did they just walk him or did they hit him? I didn't see that. I was, I was putting the picture up. Dude, you want to talk about a guy that's been absolutely red hot? Yeah, they hit him. Ooh, right in the hip. And he just throws his bat and he runs on down. Gavin Dugas has been hot lately. Uh, Travis says, go watch the Newman LCA game and see how Arch played against a great defense. Yeah, oh, damn, Doty pissed all over that one. Um. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. 
Um, so we'll see. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. It was great having your J-Boy on. If, as as much as it, I don't want to continue to run out here with this Ed Orgeron take and, and defending Ed Orgeron, I have a sneaky suspicion that I'm going to have to continue to do that as the narrative continues to grow. But let's go watch the rest of this LSU baseball game. Again, we thank everybody over at Believe Podcast. You guys have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.